Well, we have a weekly podcast and we need cash now. Go to patreon.com slash bamfcast. Patreon.com slash bamfcast. This week on the Bamfcast, in the frozen hellscape of 2020, there's a new strain to look out for. One star. We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, Bamfcast. Bamfcast. Episode 501. Uh, episode hey, season two, uh, episode season two, two. Episode season two. two, episode one. Right, right. It begins. <laughs> well, no, actually, we said last week was season two. So yes, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did. We started. This episode is episode two. two. Well, that's confusing. This is the one that's always a letdown after the first episode. Five hundred one. Yeah, production number five zero one. Yes. Oh, okay. S two E two. Production. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year, Bamcast, is we go to we watch ourselves let's say quote unquote bad movie. Mm-hmm. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. And we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Hooray. However, there are bad bad movies. It doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags isn't giant bags of trash. Boo. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Take it to the curb. Yeah. So we, uh, if you remember with uh, episode 500, we lamented that we did not begin our 2020 movies at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Due to... Well, just insanity that's Business. happening in 2020. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we're on our second 2020. Here's movie. another one. Not made in 2020, but with 2020 in the title. Right. Uh, this is Battle Queen 2020. Yeah. Is it? Uh, sure. Yeah. That's what it says on, it, on the box. Poster says it. Yeah. That queen battled. Mm-hmm. Did she? Not really. Yeah. A little bit. She did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you want a plot summary? Yes. I mean, it's totally yes. do. Please. I'm just saying. That this I hope is... you can explain what happened in this movie sure. in a brief synopsis. After civilization is all but wiped out by a comet, nope. evil forces take advantage of the weak. A powerful woman fights back for the sake of the vulnerable. Would that be the Battle Queen 2020? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vote for Battle Queen 2020. Yeah. Right. Played by Julie Strain uh-huh. of Out for Justice, Fit to Kill, and Enemy Gold. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's also got Who's, Jeff Jeff Wincott. Yes, yeah, Jeff Wincott of Martial Law Two, <laughs> Mission of Justice, and from Extra Universal Jeff. Soldier Two and Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah the best Universal Soldier. Boy, those were so good. Yeah. And Brian Frank, who was in Hell Comes to Frogtown as one of the frogs, mm-hmm. and also Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he was in Pacific Rim. First Lieutenant. Oh. oh, that's my favorite part. Good for him. Or first officer or something like that. So he's just a dude with facial hair standing around. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much like this That's one. just me, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, one of the, what is it, five writers? Five total writers. One on of this, the five yeah. writers was Michael B. Druxman, mm. who wrote Keaton Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Keaton Scott? I do, yeah. Nope. Keaton Scott. That Abe, had Abe Vigoda Abe Vigoda. Yeah. And Lee Majors. Oh, yeah, Lee Majors. <laughs> oh, I yeah. like the Lee Majors. Yeah, oh, yeah, Lee Majors. That's the fall, fall I, guy, right? Yeah, he's yeah. the fall guy. I could not tell you a single thing about Keaton Scott now. Uh, they There's a lot of defenestrations in it. Oh. There's a lot of going out windows. Oh, man, I need to watch it again. Yeah, then. you should watch it again for the first time. It probably would be because they'd be like, man, I don't remember any of this. Mm-hmm. Does Abe Vigoda go through a window? I, Does he throw <laughs> anyone through a window? Abe Vigoda's through a window. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ape Pagoda still alive? No, no. no. Officially, uh, no. Dead. 
It took them about an hour, an hour and a half to update that web page, and I was very upset at that. He was upset. <laughs> like, they had one job. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, were, they were on a conference call, and, and like, That guy was, fuck. like, on vacation. He was just like, well, he's not going to die today. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a feeling, I, I feel like the story behind that was that guy was like, no, it can't be true. i got to verify it. <laughs> and, like, refused to update the website until he had verified that yeah. Abe Vigoda was actually dead. Yeah. And then just typed a frowny emoji. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Send a text to Conan O'Brien. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, this movie, mm-hmm. Battle Queen 2020. Mm. Yep. The Queen of Battles. Uh, you need to be prepared when this movie starts because when you press play, it starts. Uh, yeah, it starts like mid-dialogue. Yeah. Uh, voiceover dialogue. I mean, none of that is important. No, none, I, none of the dialogue is It's important. It's a newscast about this... Con- the it, It's an asteroid. I don't know why that description said a comet, but it's coming to Earth and... They're, we're shooting rockets at it and nothing's doing anything and they interview some people on the street and no one gives a shit and then it's just like well okay that destroyed everything now it's 2020 yeah it fucks up Florida it does yes it, yep. it we we're very glad to see it hit Florida yeah, it basically lands right there yeah sweet sweet release and uh, we died yes uh, so it's 2020 and everything's cold yep Yep. Snow everywhere, and this now the narration kicks in. And at first, you think, "Well, this is Julie Strain narrating this." Nope, it's another character who we're not going to meet for like an hour. Is that who that was? Yeah, yes, it was yes. the, it was uh, the, the little, little kid grown up is narrating the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, telling was this. she the battle queen? No, mm-hmm. but wasn't it Julie Strain narrating though? No, really, it was just some lady. Oh, okay, boy. This movie continues to surprise me. Some lady. (laughs) Uh, The movie then starts proper with some sneak previews of footage we're going to see in the next 10 minutes, but all chopped up out of order and in fake slow-mo. I I think it's easier just to try to rather than try to explain how the movie presents what the plot is. I think it's easier to just skip through it and say, this is what's happening. Okay. Because there are the haves and the very much have nots. So there is this uh, group called the Elite. Yes. And it appears to be about five to ten dudes plus some At other most. I, I'm ten. saying like like the elite people seem like maybe there's like ten proper elite people and then there's people that work for them. Yeah. And they um, live in a palace. Yeah. In quotes. Yeah. They they live mm-hmm. in a place. Uh, they're the only people that can still live underground, I guess, because they can afford heating above ground above yeah. ground. Yes. Sure. Um, but then they just they just roll around in tuxedos pretty much all the time and they roll around in tuxedos smoke cigars and drink and have uh escorts uh if i said to you the elites right now it is exactly what you would picture in your head Mm -hmm. just banquet tables and strippers yeah and dudes smoking cigars and just being like isn't it sweet to be an elite yep but julie strain plays queen concierge uh, i don't know whatever like she's the sort. head mistress head the mistress that's what mistress they call her gale. they've courtesan. got a, they've got a group of courtesans or uh hookers <laughs> yeah i mean they're not real they're sort of getting paid but they're it, it's basically a bunch of uh escorts they're getting paid by living the good life yeah mm-hmm. they get paid in luxury yes to luxury. fuck all these weird dudes i think they're getting paid tuxedos. in exposure actually yeah <laughs> yes they're because, getting paid for because the first frame of footage after the backstory of the movie, when the when it starts its weird slow mo bullshit, is just Julie Strain with her tits out. She's just get used to it. She's just strolling around the 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 horporium wherever they all are, 
at, you know, just barking out orders to all the non-SAG card-holding whores who work there. Yeah, who don't get to speak. Yeah. They're also all sitting around topless and... Yes. You just... Okay. Like, brushing hair and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, fixing wigs. I do have a question about, like, SAG stuff, like, where it's like, okay, if you have a speaking line, you get paid, whatever. Sure. If you don't, you don't. Right. What about the dominatrix one? Never speaks, Mm -hmm. has multiple scenes, Mm -hmm. beating dudes up. Mm -hmm. How does that work? She got... Did she get paid? She get paid. She got paid more? Well, she got... due to screen time? They probably hired her for her naked breasts and physique. And her ability to swing nunchucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because there have been many performances over the years where the character does not speak, but they got paid. Okay. So that is considered a performance. Okay. Gotcha. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole speaking thing is just like a joke, basically. You know, I mean, I think it's just a... You can't speak without a SAG card in most productions. Right. Basically. Oh, really? So, whenever so if I you... showed up and was like, yo, they'd have to cut yeah, that they would footage. Cut I, think that out. I think that's just the difference between like extra and, you know, featured yeah. performer. Because you always see like movies that are about making movies. There's always like someone behind the scenes like, can I get a line in this so I can get my SAG card? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe movies have lied to me the whole time. Maybe you can just have. get a SAG card. But yeah. basically, no one else speaks except Julie Strain. Yeah. Okay. And but yes, so that's what's happening. She's part of that. Tits. And <laughs> she's the head of it and is mostly happy with her life. Because she's, you know, not living in the sewers, eating rats. Because, like, they keep coming, cutting down to the people that live in the sewers. And I mean, it's just like, it's all very clear that they did this. They did one take and then just reused different yes. angles of it. Because, yes. like, there is one kid that is perpetually eating a, 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 a <laughs> blood sandwich. A, yeah, a blood sandwich <laughs> of a rat. You know, I mean, he's just, like, gnawing on a rat's so bloody face. And there's, like, one guy that's, like, weird drooling. And he's uh-huh. just, they're just always, always in the exact same position. Always, no matter yeah. when they go back days later. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've got to pick out your spot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like, so she's mostly happy with it. And because she's the, the top escort, she gets Jeff Wincott treats her a little bit differently. Like he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's head of the elites basically. And is like, you may Only go because home because his brother Lincoln is sick. Yeah. It, I was going to get might as well get into what the actual plot is that develops. But I was going to say she gets, she gets to go home and see her family or, or people that she came yeah, back. And bring them cantaloupes. Bring, yeah, bring them food that she smuggled back. She, she trades lets... her cantaloupes for actual Spare cantaloupes. cantaloupes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's an entire melon trade. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you do yes. wonder if the prop master just snickered. He's like, <laughs> guess what you're smuggling in? <laughs> Melons. Melon yeah. underground. You're used to it. <laughs> but yes, so that's that. That's the basic dynamic. She's allowed to mostly freely go and visit and and sneak food into her people, and then come back and do her job. And she's mostly happy with it because you think like, oh, she's just planning to betray them right from the get go, but not really. Not really. She's just happy with her job until the plot starts to unfold. Which again, we will just go ahead and blurt it out because the movie takes an hour to finally get there. But yeah. mm-hmm. basically, the olds are really old. Because, like, they've been doing some sort of rejuvenation process, which means taking people from the sewer tunnels and stealing cutting cutting out or- organs or whatever. <laughs> and pituitary yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and basically, you know, because, like, Jeff Wincott's supposed to be, like, over 80 years old. He's actually the same age as, as his brother, who's dying in the hospital. His brother just didn't yeah, want this. He didn't want to he didn't do want that life. thing. He didn't so. want the juve. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's the big secret of the movie. And basically, as she slowly s- sort of realizes this slash people or her people are disappearing and getting sick. Well, she's like, what, well, fuck this shit. She has gone down there once to deliver her melons and. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh-huh. never not going to be funny. 
and like goes to a hatch where her entire family lives. And I think she's talking to her aunt. And then it's weird because they bring one of the dregs up to the mansion to suck out their goo. And it looks like it's the aunt. Like, I was like, okay, it's got to be that lady because it's the only other person we've ever seen in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she freaks out like, I know this person uh, because she gets bone sawed to death in the neck. Something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because besides Jeff Woodcott, there's there's two other principal like, elite people we see. Yeah. There's Dr. Guy who does not look like... I mean, the other, the other two are like, oh, we have this procedure done so that we're beautiful. And this guy's just like schlubby, balding yeah. guy. Like, He's like, I, hey, could, hey, I couldn't forget the hair. Part. They didn't start doing it until yeah. later yeah. on him. I was He's 60 like, when we started. I let myself I go. And, then, <laughs> but and like, then they got me with the juvenation Good later. enough. <laughs> so there's this Dr. Guy that like everyone kind of hates, including Julie Strain, and makes no bones about hiding it. Well, he's always trying to be like, hey, Jeff, Jeff Wincott's five feet away in another room. How about we bone? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another guy. Um, what the fuck was his name? Like, he had a dumb name. Manson. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, Braxton was the doctor. Yeah. And Manson is the mm-hmm. uh, head, of security. head of security. Right. Yeah. So those are like the only three main elites we see. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's others, but that's there are really, a few others. Yeah. That's really all we see. Yeah. So he's constantly like leering at her and the other guy's just like, mm, it'll be my time and I'm going to take Jeff Wincott's place and mm-hmm. eh, stuff. Yep. But blah 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 she finally st- starts to figure out the plot and find out that like people are going missing and well, all she figures stuff. out because she sees her dead person that Friend, she knows yeah. and then she's like goes to jeff wincott's like what's this then well on her final straw she's yeah she's just kind of like hey why is there a dead person down there don't don't you worry about it and she's like okay yeah and kind of goes back to it and then the final straw is that someone brings in like a 12 year old girl for the doctor and she's like what no mm-hmm. absolutely not fuck well, that guy fuck this fuck all this shit yeah. they, they brought she's in like, i would make this girl a prostitute <laughs> yeah but if you're gonna take her pituitary gland uh-uh yeah because, well they, they brought in one non-speaking person earlier to introduce oh, this yeah. concept of we just go and get ladies for the elites uh, because it gets old just recycling the same five over and over again. Uh, So they brought in this one of age lady and we're like, okay, now you're going to be a whore and we'll clean you up. Uh, And then that same process is done again where the guard brings in a 12 year old and is just like, here you go. And Julie Strain's like, "Uh, mm, what the hell? Yeah, absolutely. 18 year old. Fine. Yeah. 12 year old. No. Right. But she's just like, I got to get you out of here. And that's pretty much what sets the rebellion off as she's just like I, i'm gonna sneak you out after this party because we go to this f- stupid fucking party and just mill about Does that party forever. happen every night yes it seems sure. like that yes. party happens every night i don't know but yeah it's she just mills about there for a while and mm-hmm. anyway eventually is like all right we've got to sneak out we're gonna go see my people there has been there have been scenes of dudes wearing white on snowmobiles and there have been scenes of dudes wearing black on snowmobiles it's the classic james bond chase sure the rebels as we come to find out are wearing white and the guards for the elite are wearing black and there will be numerous scenes of people going to and fro on snowmobiles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who knows why they don't go to and fro on snowmobiles <laughs> because they had footage of it yep at first you were like cool this movie got snowmobiles and then by the fifth time you see them you're like okay enough of these goddamn snowmobiles i can tell you they, they just sh- like julie strain's tits <laughs> they, they planted a camera somewhere in a field and said okay go like go by like three or four or five times yep. on the snowmobiles all right change to the black costume flip do it your again. costume inside yeah. out now right. it's the other right, color do the other thing all right and then we'll just day for night everything else because it's all fucking horribly mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. anyway so like that's basically what's going on so she goes to see her people 
of course it's a trap to which she senses because you know her aunt or whatever is just like giving shady like you don't want to come in your eyes smirking at her yeah "Yeah, and so yeah our first battle queening actually happens here because she (laughs) she punches a couple people and is like okay yay we're free you've got to keep her so i can go do battle queenings like no they'll be back and we'll no nobody be safe right and then i don't really know but she's just like all right fine I'm going to put you in a burlap sack and take take you out. Like our only our only chance is to go find the leader of the rebellion, Jode. <laughs> she wraps Jode. her up like a sleeping Jode. bag yeah. and attempts to throw her over her shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, and then just traipses through the snow. And the guards are like, "There she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we got her." And then she just turns around and goes back the other way. And then I guess the rebels find her. Yeah, because it, it's. Oh, man, passage of time in this is is very horribly done because she's just like it's really cold out there. We've got to bundle up. Okay, let's go. Snowmobile shenanigans happen for a few minutes, and then it's like they're dragging her into the rebel base, yeah. and it's like they're suffering from hypothermia. Okay, we've got to get their clothes off. Yes. Okay. Before we describe mm-hmm. the best thing in the movie, um, the, the the pacing of this film is so odd because it seems like scenes have just been ripped out of it. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, in, in some instances, they just skip ahead to something. But in the other nar- instances, the will come in and just be like, hey, they take footage yeah. and slow down a scene that we haven't seen while the narrator talks over it just mm-hmm. to get us through it real quick. And it's oh. and it's you just like you're complete. You have no idea what's it's, happening. It's especially maddening because they did one two minutes after that party sequence, mm-hmm. which was just hey hover the camera on all the ladies for about 30 seconds each yeah literally all the ladies in the party mm-hmm. just from rich guy to lady move the camera over watch right. her for a minute move to the next one it was just it was like you you padded this entire scene yeah this badly and then you could turn around and do this like hurry gotta go narration thing yes like fuck you but also there's like 35 minutes of softcore fucking exactly sure. the other mm-hmm. thing we need to note about this is that it is not a normal motion picture it's one of those fucking cinemax things where the movie just grinds to a halt when <laughs> and there there will just be weird simulated sex going on but most of those scenes start and then 12 seconds later just cut to something else mm-hmm. like especially there's one point where uh julie strain's like just lounging on a chair nude just like i've had such a hard day and she's being massaged by one of the other people mm-hmm. and it's just like well let's do this then and that lady starts touching julie strain's boobs and you're like okay well we're in for four minutes of this and no 15 nope. seconds of that and then we're done yep. it's so strange so it, we have okay. Yeah, we skipped we, over a sure. Huge part there of are movie. lots of scenes like that, and so <laughs> Julie Strain has been naked more than she's been clothed in this film. Yes, like easily. like the first time you see her, she's naked. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying like the, she's nude a lot. So we get to the scene where the rebels bring them in because mm-hmm. they have hypothermia and they're going to die. Yes, and what is their first thing they say? We need to take those clothes off of you. Yes. Yes, and so they take the girl, and thankfully that scene. Yeah, they ends. they toss her in an oven or something. But they just <laughs> they handle <laughs> Gretter. Yeah. They, they sit. You Julie gotta heat her up. Yeah. They sit. It's like Julie a little strain. hot pocket because of that. <laughs> that. She is like a little hot, hot pocket. pocket. She is because she's tucked backpack. away in that little thing. Yeah. <laughs> they sit Julie Strain down on a bench, and the one the third build cast member of this movie who never really does or says anything besides this one thing just slowly starts peeling off Julie Strain's clothes and is like, oh, you've got hypothermia. We got to warm you up as they're 
peeling her clothes off and Julie Strange shivering and everything. And it's like, oh, well, I guess they have some weird method. And then you just look over and there's a steaming bucket of water there that she just this lady grabs and just slowly starts pouring on Julie Strain, to which Julie Strain snaps into porn mode. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, the my boobs. Yeah, and, but, but she's still part wearing is, yeah, a tank top. She's wearing the tank top. So it's a wet t-shirt scene. And it's like, the fuck are you teasing? <laughs> yeah. We have seen like, her tits for 50 straight minutes. <laughs> yep. What is this? <laughs> And they then just, they they were just looking for some variety. More and, tits and, is what but, it is, Chuck. But then they also cut away. It seemed like it was just be like, well, now you lady have to press your tits against Julie Strain, and that's how the friction will warm you up. But right. again, after seven seconds, it cuts away. So it was seven seconds of a tease after we have seen this lady naked for an hour. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yep. I was officially broken at that point. It's like I don't know what the fuck this movie is. My yeah. favorite thing, I love it. Yeah, but the the <laughs> hot the what t shirt contest cures her hypothermia because it's, it does. She's fine. It's gear up time because like now it's like, hey, we need to meet Jode, the leader of this and all this stuff. <laughs> Jode. <laughs> Jode. <laughs> and spoiler, Jode was an elite because he tells her this yeah. shortly after she wakes yeah. up. Yeah, he's a former elite. He fed, said, he, I, I took part in the rejuvenation things, but I didn't ask questions. Yeah, yeah. I should have, and now I'm trying to save people. Now I'm a rebel. Yeah. Jode's such a chode. <laughs> he's just, he sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so here's the thing. The rebel forces are like seven people. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to have a cause of any kind. It's just, we got to stop the elites. Well, I feel like, they I feel were, like from that's the second. That's cause. That's cause enough. <laughs> I, eventually he says. I agree with them. <laughs> eventually when they get there, he's like, he could, he confronts Spencer. He says, okay, we need the juvenation machine because we're going somewhere else. They've got it. a five-day journey to go to the new city Yeah, that's over the frozen lake. So their cause is to basically, I guess, steal the... The juice. The juice. The reju- reju- rejuicinator <laughs> and take it somewhere else instead of just, you know, like, all mm-hmm. right, kill all the elites and then take their place. Right. You know, like stay in their little... Three oh, but the glacier. The glacier. You got it. They had to go. Oh, that's the glacier. Oh, it's a fast-moving glacier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a glacier the size of the Chrysler building. Mm-hmm. He actually says like that. That's a fast moving glacier. It's a fast moving glacier. Like that's an maybe avalanche. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe it is a fast moving glacier. Maybe it's moving at like eight miles per year. Ooh, wow. Oh, you mean like the ones we got now? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. it's like the yeah. old joke. What did the snail say when he wrote on the back of the turtle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, glacier, and we got to get across the frozen lake. Let's go. I, kill I, the I, just, I just like from the moment like this stupid wet t-shirt anti-hypothermia thing happens. Like the next bits of sequence are like just extra funny to me because <laughs> you know he does this whole like I was an elite and I didn't know and now I'm trying to save people mm-hmm. into like this training montage yeah. uh, for the rebels, which means like two people pair up and do the most like. I've never taken a basic fighting class in my life mm-hmm. kind of fighting. Yeah. While there are two people in the back just whittling blow darts. Yeah, the ladies are making <laughs> blow darts because we saw earlier one dude took out some guards with some blow darts. Mm-hmm. Two dudes yeah. took yes. out some dudes. Okay. With two That's dudes right. took out two other dudes yeah. with two blow darts. Because they, they popped up right out of the ground the Red Dawn style yeah. and blow darted those other dudes. They blew those dudes. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, they blew them to Wolverines. Right. Uh, these darts never come up. <laughs> no. Nope. I don't believe there is any no, more no, darting. They, they, one dart only. Yeah. Furious darting. Yeah. 
yeah, so they, they there's kind of some some fake fighting going on, and then what's his nuts is like, hey, Julie Strain skills, your battle queen, let's do this, and then yeah, they they fight for half a second, and uh-huh. it's just like, all right, you're in charge now. Yeah, you're obviously the battle queen, obviously. But to give you an idea of the writing in this movie, he's mm-hmm. basically like, let's see what you got, mm-hmm. and her response is, no, let's <laughs> see what you've got. Yes, that's basically every dialogue exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, though. Like, okay. <laughs> I've said my piece about Julie Strain in some of the uh, Sedaris movies. Uh-huh, yeah. She's a lot more charismatic in this one, like, than normal. She's better in this than she was that last Sedaris well, movie. Well, I was going to say, has, yeah. has, wasn't she supposed to be a bad lady in both of those other movies? She was, yes. Because definitely yeah. in the last Sedaris movie, it was like, okay, yeah. I guess you're doing yeah, a thing. Yeah, but she be... couldn't even like deliver a line right. properly. This one, like, this I mean... This is six years later, so... Yeah, it is, but I mean, there's like scenes like where she's talking with the kid where she's like actually emoting yeah. and yeah. just like... You know, she I talked better. a lot of shit about her in those, and I'm like, no, she's actually decent in this one. Yeah, she <laughs> like, got better. Like, she feels like an actress in this one, mm-hmm. and not like Hooterville. <laughs> and that's all you're here for. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, now she's not only Hooterville, she's the complete package now. Yes. 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 Best actress, 2001. Head to toe. Julie Strang. Julie Strang. Congratulations. Also. Battle Queen 2020. Best take, take fakes, 2001. Pretty good fakes. Julie Strang. Yes. Pretty good. Best plastic surgeon, two thousand one. Yes. They don't look Julie o- Strain's plastic surgeon. Oogie, <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, yeah. They're like, okay, let's go back. Yep. Let's raid the elites. And, and meanwhile, so, the elites have turned on Spencer. Yeah, they they they're sick of Spencer's shit. And also, his brother died. Yeah, his brother died, and Spencer was kind of like. Well, Spencer's running out of cigars, mm-hmm. and so he's that like, makes him really sad. He's super sad. He will spend time looking at the last cigar that's in a box. Uh, they should have made a movie called The Last Cigar probably. and just skipped all the rest of this shit. Yeah, uh, he is kind of like maybe I should just maybe we should just stop being elites. And uh, the the bad guys like fuck no fuck you because mm-hmm. uh, he and the doctor basically got together and was like I think it's time to kill Spencer. And the guy's like, fucking yes, fine. I've been waiting yeah. so long for you to say that. I'm going to kill him so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is why we have to stop the podcast at some point, because given a long enough time span, we will all we will want to murder. If we don't already, we will want to murder each other. Probably. It's just human nature. Yeah. I believe that much so. time spent together. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be you three wanting to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let nature Depends. do that. I mean, like <laughs> literally. <laughs> Guys, so it's just a waiting game. We got plenty point. of cigars, guys. Just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waiting game. Uh, uh, but yeah, so yes. that's, that's what's going down. And then she just kind of sort of it, like it's weird because somehow she splits off from the actual rebel gang. Well, which, they they sneak back through the tunnel. Yeah. And she goes, She she's called Spencer to Yeah, she meet promised up. that she would she call said, him. Yeah. And when she left, she was like, I'll call you. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they still have phones in there, 2020. There's a lot of really broken logic things in this because all right so bad actress little girl when she first comes in and uh-huh. meets julie strange she's like what's with all the color on your face yeah and she's like well I'm, I'm going to a party i'm trying to get made up and then like when julie strange leaving she's like can i play with the makeup while you're gone it's like yeah. you went from not <laughs> understanding why someone would have color on your face to knowing what makeup is yeah and then it's like you idiot yeah also uh but yes also there's phones apparently in this sure. horrible we're eating rats underworld yep. Uh, at, when they when they broke out of the elite mansion, 
the little girl stole the doctor's notebook, which the doctor's really upset about. Mm-hmm. But this means fuck all. It, it, <laughs> all it means is the guy gets to say, she stole my notebook. Right. Mm-hmm. But this literally means nothing. And he it actually only... all it means is they will know how to work the juvenation machine later. Okay. He was the one who said he had all the information. Whatever. Which he conveniently wrote in a notebook that was easily stolen. <laughs> by by, an by a child. <laughs> by a poorly acted child. <laughs> who doesn't know what who, makeup is who the, until she does. This guy calls himself elite. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's the Standard thing about the elites. They, they fucking suck. Standard at best. You're right. He's like a Series S. <laughs> <laughs> so... Spencer's just sitting there lamenting that he's only got one cigar left. Mm-hmm. And then what the fuck his name, Jadoon or whatever the guy's name is, walks in. Jadoon. <laughs> yes. Manson? Chode. Oh, the, the, oh no, that guy. Jode. Okay. Jode, Jode yeah. yeah. He walks in and is like, hey, sup, I'm back. And Spencer's like, yeah, you are. Look at you. <laughs> and then Manson walks in with his lady and is just basically like, how, how about you fight my lady? And he's like, all right. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, they have a bad fight to where she produces nunchucks and then produces a magical second pair of nunchucks. Oh, someone literally threw them yeah. in from off camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they were immediately gone. And then they're gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't control the magic chucks, man. Yeah. But uh, he, you know, because he has skills and he's a rebel, he dispatches her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also murdered a man earlier with metal boobs. Yep. Yes. They're, they're, okay. Yeah. She just injured him. He didn't die. I feel like that's screen. the best scene like, in the movie because... And that's the thing. is like... <laughs> We're just randomly throwing out yeah, we, some we things are. that, like, sure. when you hear the description of them, you're like, wait, kills him with a boob? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? Uh-huh. And, yeah, and yeah. no, it's slow, not slow, as slow cool yeah. as it sounds. No. I'm just throwing that out there now as a word of caution. <laughs> it sounds awesome. It's not. No. She's doing dominatrix things to uh, Manson. Man. Yeah. Who's like poor man, Gary Oldman. Yeah. He's like bleeding from the mouth and she's licking it off of him. And then like an admin assistant walks in and is like, sir, I, oh, sorry. And then he's like, no, no, come here. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. I'll come back. And he's like, no, come here. And he's like, all right. And then they lure him over to the table to which she slams his head down on the table. And then this dude screams at him for a good 45 seconds. Oh, and it's a good screen. Like He's bad acting scream. It too. is. It is so good because there's no pitch to it or anything. And half of it, you can't even understand what he's saying, but he is determined and he doesn't take a breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he's seen Gary Oldman in the professional. Yes. And he's like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Do that. But he's not Gary Oldman. Right. But then she like headbutts the dude with her metal boob chest plate and he dead. Yes. It cut his cheek to death. Yes. And then she yoinks that off and they have seven seconds of softcore sex. Yeah. So anyway, that was my nickname in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a unfortunate nickname. That's that's based on fact. That's that's a hell of an origin story you got going there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So dude defeats her and then Manson's like, I got this. And then he gets shot in the head, I think. Uh, yes. yes. Someone comes in and shoots him in the head. Julie Strange shoots him in the head. Yeah, because yeah. she is did shown she back up. Sure, I guess she did. Yeah, because yeah. Jeff Wincott got shot in the in the kerfuffle he, as well. He got yes, right in the kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that is Jode's only weakness. Mm-hmm. Bullets, mm-hmm. bullets. Yeah, he got shot when he came in, and that did not stop him. Oh no, mm-hmm. it just gave him a cool bullet wound <laughs> right. through his duster. <laughs> yes. If you're wearing a duster, like shots in the shoulder, they will no, not the duster you deflects that yeah, shit. Yeah. It just gives you a nice little blood splatter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out that Jeff Wincott basically dies and doesn't do a fucking thing in this movie. 
and everything we've seen him in, mm-hmm. he's been a fighter of some kind. And all he, the only thing he does in this movie that's not talking or fucking is when he punches the doctor in the face because that dude was trying to have sex with Julie Strain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not even a fight scene with Jeff Wincott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What on earth? It's also very strange because periodically throughout the movie, he will go into like 1920s gangster instead of 2020s mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Because like, not constantly, but just periodically Everyone's he'll say something and he's just like, oh, them tings and we got to go. And it's just like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, where did that yeah, come why from? Are, <laughs> go get the juvenation machine. See? See? It's yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just so weird. It It's very odd. Uh, but yeah, they uh, win. They they declare victory and go back to the shitty well, land. Yeah, Julie, Julie Strain walks back down into Rebel Hideout and she's like, I never. Well, actually, no, that's narration from the shitty actress little girl. It's like, I had never mm. seen people happy before. But there she was and she was happy and they hug. And then they go into fucking CGI nightmare. Wow. Because <laughs> like some elven army camp no, that we're holy looking at. Shit. It's like it's like a cheap mobile game. <laughs> Like it is like it is like but it looks like it's hand drawn. It's like if they hired me to do it and they're like, yo, we need it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And our budget is twenty six dollars. Yeah, I swear to God, no, they've got that, three... that cost them like twenty seven, twenty eight dollars at <laughs> least. The scene that they have painted is like just a bunch of tents out in a blizzard with three skinny elven people standing watch over them. Yeah, it's like like. It's like a shot from Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, it's, it's like what that what is this elven army battle that you've set up here? And then they're just like, yeah, we we went to the promised land. All right, movie over. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? <laughs> How yeah. is that better than just moving into the elite mansion? Mm-hmm. Go live in the elite mansion. They have stuff. <laughs> they don't have. Well, cigars, didn't they say they were yeah. running out of stuff? They, they, yeah. they still have it's stuff. The glacier, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I it was yeah, coming I fast. I forgot about the fast glacier. <laughs> Yeah. Fast glacier. <laughs> it's, next movie, it's just gonna instead of a stealth bus, it'll be a stealth glacier. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like stealth mountain. Mm. But yeah, it's. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. This movie's it's, over. It's, it's just dumb. It's very random. It's completely random. Boobs. Boobs are the draw. Lots of them. Yeah. This there is a plethora of boobs. Oh, it, it's it's like it's to the point where it's like. Sh- Getting to showgirls it, level, it is absolutely you know, where you're just like, I get it. Please put your clothes back on. Well, because after they do the hypothermia wet t-shirt tease, five minutes after that, she's like, I got to go clean up for the battle, and then just has a hot tub dump water on herself bath mm-hmm. in like a steam room or something, and it's just like, what are you even doing? <laughs> Like at what point were you like, you know what, we she's gotta get naked again. <laughs> she's gotta just dump she's, water on herself. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like she's not attractive. No, do not get me wrong. Yeah. Julie Strain is an attractive lady. Yeah. She is an attractive lady. And however naked, she is an attractive lady. But it's like at some point you're like, ma'am, please. <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Put your clothes back on. Just because, like, even when she's being, like, almost assaulted, like, when D- Dr. Man comes in and is like, I'm going to have sex with you because Jeff Wincott is not here. She just gets out of bed, tits out, like, mm-hmm. close your robe. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For two seconds, just be like, hey, listen, mister. You know, it's like, but no, she's just like, what? You want these rocking tits? No, fight me. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the power of Julie Strain. She just doesn't give a fuck. Clearly. I mean, you can't feel them. So it's like... <laughs> 
<sighs> yep. Okay. That's the movie. Yeah, the movie's over. I mean, unless anyone else has anything to add, I don't think so. This this movie's a kind of a big pilot. I can rate it. Okay. You, I you mean, never go first, but I, please I, do. Yeah, I never. I don't really go first. Um, I'm going to give it two bags. Uh, one for. <laughs> <laughs> just stop there. I mean, based on the size, we get it. Stop we get it. <laughs> based on the size alone, shouldn't that be at least a four bags movie? <laughs> I mean. I'm with you. You don't have to explain this. I just needed to make the joke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've just been waiting for that joke for a while. Uh Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It was pretty awful. I'm going to go ahead and give it three bags. Oh, all right. (laughs) Bonus bag. (laughs) Two for Julie and one for the movie. (laughs) Well, that's a very nice view. (laughs) One one for the road. Although she's probably not like in and of herself the worst part of this movie. No, the worst no. part of this I'm movie. I'm telling you now, is she is the best part of this movie. Yeah. The five people that wrote it and whoever shot it and directed it and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I, all I, I got. Right, okay. I, I mean, I can go. Yeah, sure. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to give this a proper rating. This is a five bag movie. Fuck, <laughs> fuck this thing. Oh, come on. <laughs> fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. If I die tomorrow, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, that's the last fucking movie I watched. Barely a movie. <laughs> Fuck this. You're gonna have to watch one before you go to bed, I just in case the, yeah, will, yeah. the Rona Fire comes in up. and kills you overnight. <laughs> yeah. I, it, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's shit like this. I, these are the things I fucking hate. Okay. I mean, just there's no battling. There's no queens. It's not even really 2020. There's some 2020. It's, not pretty, really. it's pretty close to 2020. <laughs> not really. So many scenes are blurry. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> it's got fake slow mo. It's got fucking frame weird skipping in the sex scenes. I, I, it's got. This is everything I fucking hate in a movie. All right. Absolutely everything. Okay. Tits for the sake of tits for no reason. I, big, nasty, fake, rock hard ones. I mean, I just, I, I, I hate that shit. I just. Okay. Yeah. I just, right. I fucking hate Man. things. All right, then. Two bags. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I really, I didn't hate it, hate it, but I can't recommend it. Mm-hmm. Because even after, like, even, even a super cut of this would be like, uh you could, uh, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Even in, in a remotely entertaining scene, Julie Strain is right there with her tits out. It's like, yeah. I can't, how do I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, it's like that whole, like, you know, sci-fi show, sci-fi channel show, cheap, like early 2000s cheap mm-hmm. thing going on. Like mm-hmm. the whole look of it looks like one of those. Yeah. Except there's tits. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. Okay. But no, it, it was barely even a movie. Fine. I'm going to give it a bag. I I do not hate it, but there's no way I can recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out that, Mackie, you were taking, um, you were paying attention to the beginning of the movie where it is over five minutes before someone actually speaks a line of dialogue. Yes, it's on all set. voiceover. Yeah. Uh, so that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, cause we did get to a point. It was like, is anyone going to actually speak in this mm-hmm. or is it all just going to be montages and stuff? Um, and then when that guy gets punched in the face, like eight times in a row, eventually I was like, is this the, end? Oh, right. is this the rest of the movie? <laughs> yes. When- and it's just the dominatrix punching him, but you don't know that you just have a guy sitting in a chair reacting to getting punched in the face. Eight times. Well, slap. Yeah. Don't even punch. Yes. Yeah, slap. Was it a slap? slap. Okay. Yeah. Slap. Slap like, eight times, like like front hand, back hand, front hand, yeah. back hand. Yeah. But like by the fifth time, I was like, "This is the rest of the movie, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. There's another forty five minutes of just this. Yeah. 
yeah. it might have been better. I mean, it would have been a more accurate representation of 2020 <laughs> than what we saw. It's it's just so odd. It it doesn't focus on its story. It doesn't focus on any fights that happen, and it doesn't focus on the sex scenes. And I just can't figure out why it exists or who it's for. I mean, I get it. Julie Strain is in it and nude a lot, and there is an audience for that, but... You can get that in almost any Julie Strain movie that exists. And some of them actually are put together a little better than this. We didn't like that last Sedaris mm-hmm. one. I'd rather watch that. But that was kind of like, this is, there's yeah, a that's story. The, thing, like, the Sedaris ones are actually put together. Right. They may not be great, you know, and eventually you see the budget dwindling down to like, all right, what, we got an RV for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. right? I think you what know? we hated about that one is just that they kept flashing back to the Civil War bullshit. Well, and that they filmed it in fucking Fort Worth or well, wherever yeah, they were. Well, I just mean it was like, hey, here's another, some more Civil War Shreve bullshit. Shreve, yeah. Some more Civil War bullshit of a guy on a horse going through the mud. Right, and, exactly. Like, super duper Hiding fake slow Hiding book in a tree and... Yeah, all that. But yeah. like when it was in present day, we were like, yeah, this is the movie we wanted to see. Just stop that other shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a break, shall we? That's all right. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Bamf, yeah, Bamf cast. Yeah. Second half. Second half. It is time to play catch up on some movies. Okay. We've been watching some. Oh, yep. yeah. Um, well, I watched three fairly new movies, so you tell me what else you got. and when I you, watched when you a 2019 movie. I watched a 2019 movie as well. Well, I, I think I watched two 2020 movies. So well, y'all got me off. beat, so oh, y'all go ahead. Oh, shit. 2020. How about that? She should. I might have watched several 2020 movies. Um, what have you been like doing? Like Battle Queen 2020. Yeah. Oh, no, that was funny. And New Crime City 2020. All right. Well, I'll start with the tw- one I know is actually a 2020 movie. I, I watched uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic. Oh, right. oh, you did. I did. <laughs> cool. How was that? Um, It's fine. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things like it's... <laughs> All right. It's just... It's better than it probably should be, but still like... For me, it's about on the same level as Detective Pikachu. Like, I'm like, oh, this is better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. It's just not that great standalone by itself without any strong connection to the property. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know a Pokemon or two. I've played a Sonic game here and there. I could never tell you what the plot of a Sonic game was. He runs. He has rings. He has to yes. go fast. And there's an egg Gotta go and fast. or robot man that yes. chases him. Robot man. Dr. Roboto, or the Eggman, has turned all of the forest creatures into robots, Mm -hmm. and Sonic the Hedgehog has to free them by bopping them on the head and then defeating Dr. the Eggman. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's about as far as yeah, I can get I've with never heard it described better than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cute. I mean, Jim Carrey is like, he's going for it mm-hmm. in a way. I don't think I'd seen him go for it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I mean, it works. It's just, it's kind of one of those things like it was, it was a true definition of a popcorn movie. Like I, I watched it. I enjoyed it at the time. I will probably never think about or watch it again. Like I have no reason to revisit it and be like, that was cute. Moving on with my life. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. that, it's completely that level, which sure. is fine. Sure. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of almost a theme with most of my movies. So <laughs> you will, you will hear more mm-hmm. of it, but I will, I will 
Stand aside because that was my 2020 movie. All right. All right. I watched a 2019 movie. Congrats. What is it? Jojo Rabbit. Aha. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. It's uh, that one was weird. It it reminded me somewhat of my feelings toward Moonrise Kingdom, where the first half I'm like, I don't think I'm on board with this. But then by the second half, I'm like, all right, I get what you guys are going for. And then I was on board for it. Right. I mean, I don't know a lot more to say. I guess it just, <clears throat> it walks a pretty good tightrope for dealing with its subject matter and basically having your main character that you're supposed to be sympathizing with be a fucking Nazi. And you're like, I don't want to be a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> what is this movie doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it, it knows what it's doing. And Wow, there is some amazingly good use of foreshadowing just in how they frame shots. And that's really all I can say about it. But it was like, it, it pays off in a way that, like, Jen was watching with me and audibly gasped when they get to a certain section of it. Mm. That it makes you understand very easily why they, why they shot things the way they did earlier on in the movie. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say my least favorite part is Hitler being in it, being goofy (laughs) Hitler. Okay. Like I get that it would be almost like a dry adaptation without that, but I kind of feel like it would be a better movie without that aside from, you know, the very end where he gets to do the fuck you Hitler thing. Um, but I, I, it's one of those choices. It's like, yeah, I appreciate what you're going for, but I don't, I'm not entirely on board with it. I don't know how you felt about it. I but, I loved it. It would, yeah. have, it would have messed up my top five for last year. I just watched it. That was the first yeah. 2019 movie I watched post golden jocks. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, fuck <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that would have messed it up. Yeah. I'm trying to think it probably would have been around four or five for me. Cause yeah. Cause man, that kid is so good. The, the little kid in it. And then, but holy shit his buddy Yorkie is the fucking MVP of that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. I want like all the movies with this little kid in them because he's so fucking good. And it's, it's just like, it's his friend who's actually like basically Jojo rabbit. He's in like the Hitler youth camps or whatever and fucks himself up and basically can't be in the Hitler youth camps anymore. But this is his fat little friend who didn't fuck himself up. So ended up like, you know, running around with a rocket launcher and shit when the shit actually hits the fan. And he's like a 10 year old. And just his like just his commentary where he's just like almost unaffected by everything that's happening around him, you know, and then like the actual fights are happening and he's just kind of like, yeah, good to see you, Jojo. Definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. And, you know, just it's so good. Yorkie is is 100% the MVP of that movie. I would watch a whole movie with just that kid running around. And I don't think he's been in anything else. Actually, I don't think either of them have. But, Sam Rockwell is pretty good in it too. <laughs> God, yeah, and that's the thing. There's just like everybody in that movie is is really good. There's some stuff with Char- with with uh, Scarlett Johansson that I'm like, mm, like I'm not totally on board with it, but it it works out by the end. So yeah, it, it's it's really solid. It's not like my favorite of the year, but yeah, that's definitely up there. All right. It's just, it's a movie that walked a tightrope that it pulls off. Yeah. yeah. Some, some people don't get it or will refuse to get it. I, 
I, I realize that's the problem with. Well, I think there's a lot of people where it's like, basically, I mean, it is like, you know, so he's like, yeah, you have to sympathize with this Nazi because he is a piece of shit through like, it's not like he meets a Jewish person. It's like, oh, okay. I get why I'm bad. Like, oh, that was bad. You know, it's not like, no, it takes him. It's, it's not like he's still a piece of shit throughout. So it's, it's, it just, it works. Mm-hmm. It, the, the way the story is told and the patience that they do with everything and they don't take the easy ways out on basically anything. Well, I just, I and mean, that's why it pays off. I, I just, the movie. I just meant like, I, I saw somebody post it kind of getting the Oscar buzz and all the stuff that kind of brought it more to the forefront. And they were specifically pointing out the Stephen Merchant scene. Yeah. And and, and they were just like, I can't believe that in this scene, this is said over like whatever it is. That's the point. And it's the, oh my it's God. entirely the point of that. It's just like how stupid the customs were. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I like yeah. that's a super hot take there guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. BJ. All right. Uh, well, uh, as you may have noticed, uh, from other podcasts uh, that we have done that uh, I was be- oh, God. sorry my words all tried to get out at the same time there um, I've been watching Breaking Bad um, I don't believe I talked about this at length at all um, on our last podcast but mm-hmm. uh, I have since finished Breaking Bad and I, I waited a couple days yeah I believe you stopped the last episode that we discussed it you were at the episode before Ozymandias. Yes. And we were like, do not watch that tonight. Yeah. Watch that another night when you can watch the rest of them. Yeah. And that's what I ended up doing was yeah. I, I waited a couple days and then I, I watched all of the rest. Um, and then I watched um, uh, El Camino. Mm-hmm. Um, El Camino is entirely unnecessary, but it's pretty good. Um, it's fine. The spot, they did a thing that I really like, which is they leave... Like at the end of Breaking Bad, they leave you on a scene where there's some open-endedness to it, but it was exactly the way it needed to be, I thought. Yes. Like the last scene of Breaking Bad, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along comes El Camino to tell you, like, I don't know, I, I don't know why they made it. That's that's the thing I can't figure Netflix out. Let's throw him a bunch of money. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, the God talking about walking a tightrope. The last season of Breaking Bad, or in the last half of the last season of Breaking Bad, so one hundred percent changes the viewpoint of the story, so that big things are happening to a character that had not equal, but much more close to equal screen time with Walter White. That it was just like, hey, this thing happened anyway. No time for that, you know. And, I, and I, I, I feel like that's the reason for El Camino to exist is just to say, like, hey, here's this other guy who was kind of your co-main character, who just kind of got shafted as far as not just events, but like just vanishes. Yeah, story time in in the last season. It was like, here's some horrible things happening to you through the second half of the second season of Breaking Bad. Anyway, you'll probably be fine, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's just like. You know, I, that's why I feel like it, it, the necessity for El Camino to exist. I, mean, I guess, sure, you know, it doesn't doesn't need to. No, nothing needs to exist. Yeah, it, it's good. I just like I liked where it I liked where Breaking Bad ended. Sure. Like I, I just liked how they left that last shot. And I don't, and I, I don't think this yeah. I don't think this treads on that. I think it carefully sidesteps it. I mean, it, it 
it continues on, but never, never once like comes up and says like, well, maybe, you know, it has, it has no post final scene thoughts to be said, I think on that scenario really, does it? Not uh, really. No, you're kind of like, I, when breaking bad ends, you're like, yeah, I bet that character got away. And then El Camino's like, that character got away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't think we, we necessarily needed it. You know, like, I don't think that there needed to be more story told, but they did it anyway. And I liked it. You know, it's I, totally I optional. It, so. I mean, yeah. Well, now I can't unwatch it. Well, th- yeah, but unless it's... somebody hits me in the head with a hammer in a very specific way. Yeah. I mean, I haven't found that yet. The, similarity the similarity besides sharing an actress between the two it's sort of like the deadwood movie you know i mean it's like does it need well, to exist the, not necessarily I, but deadwood also kind of just sort of ended the deadwood movie absolutely needed to exist it just the deadwood movie they made was not a hey we're gonna we're gonna end deadwood it's just like oh here's what's happening in deadwood since the last time the show was on the air yeah, and you're in, like in real time yeah, yeah and it's like oh all right well yep still going i guess see you later <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> Yeah. So I haven't started watching Better Call Saul yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to wait. Yeah, give it a breather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, now's the time. Soul crushing, dis- just sadness. <laughs> yeah. Well, now's the time because that's what that show is. I, I don't need any more of that in my life right, right. now, Chuck. I, I, know. I have enough. Fine. Um, I'll probably wait until they're done with it, to be honest. And that's that'll probably be a couple, three, six years. Who knows? As I guess, as long as they keep throwing money at them, um, do they have a planned There's time? One more season after the one that's on right now. That's and, and that's and that's it. Okay, so it'll right, be. I thought they were doing the fifth season right now. I thought that was it. it. Yeah, they're doing it, but there's one more ahead of this. So this season will end, and then there will be one more season probably a year from now. Oh, mm-hmm. and that's the end. Okay, so, so they're going six seasons with yes, Bear Calls Off. Okay. Yeah, and they are super close. <laughs> yeah, so. Two years, and I'll I'll finish up Better Call Saul and let you guys know what I think about that then. Can't and wait. I haven't watched anything else. Okay. Yeah. I have not been able to, like, use my work-from-home corona bonus time to <laughs> watch movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was all excited. Like, I was super excited about getting <laughs> to work from home. Every day, day at the poolside bar from 4 to 6, it's corona bonus time. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to enjoy uh, all of this. Well, how how long are you? Are you indefinite, or do they have a timeline? When we are indefinite. Think you're going to be. Back? We are indefinite, uh-huh. so it could be. Ours is getting more indefinite by the day. Yeah, it could be uh, until I die, or um, well, that's next definite. week. That, that I mean, is definite. Yeah, there's definite. When that happens, it's pretty definitive. Well, when I die, I, it's. I mean. I don't know when I'm going to die. Yeah. That's, that's we'll, we'll make sure to take you back to work when when you die. Yeah, if I yeah if <laughs> put you at your desk, yeah, prop you up with some funny trebuchet glasses. my ass through the window at that yeah. place. We'll try to hook up some rudimentary weekend at Bernie's mechanics so that yeah you can continue to get paid. <laughs> hey BJ, we'll just put a we'll, we'll, we're gonna I'm gonna be quiet now. We're just gonna need you to like go away. I'll get to you get to you later. So something along those lines. Just get that on on tape. Mm-hmm. We'll just play that on a loop on a, on a motion activated. Yeah. Somebody comes up to you, just go away. Whatever you would normally later. say, however you would normally dismiss someone from your desk. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm real, I'm just underwater right now. Okay, there you go. Yep. On a loop. Ooh. Take care of it. Hmm. 
Uh, which usually means I'm busy with Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so... Fuck work. Like a month ago when I was sick, uh, I watched a couple of things. For some reason, my brain, I, and I don't know why, when I get sick and I'm just like, I'm going to stay in bed and watch movies, I always gravitate towards high school movies. Like, mostly rewatching high school movies I've seen. Like, movies... That take place in high school? Or yeah. Movie, oh, okay, I didn't know if you meant movies you watched when you were no, in high I school. No, I mean, like, movies Both. that take place during high school. Um, and so this time around, I ended up watching two that I hadn't seen before. Um, and the first one is The Edge of Seventeen, which is... I've heard good things about that. It's okay. It's kind of strange having seen it so close to Booksmart, which I really liked a lot. I don't know. The, the Edge of Seventeen is is good. It's telling a good story. It's a good, you know, one of those high school movies, and Woody Harrelson's fucking amazing in it. But it's just another one of those movies about an old soul, sixteen year old, and you're like, okay, these kids don't exist. Yeah, they barely exist. Like there may be one every <laughs> decade that exists of an actual old soul teenager. So like when when it's just like. In the third act, she goes on a rant about people using their phones, and I'm just like, no, absolutely not. There's there's no 16-year-old raging about how every kid uses their phone for things. Just no, absolutely not. And I think that's kind of why I like Booksmart, because those kids were dorky current kids. They just didn't know everything they needed to know. They weren't like, I'm written by a 40-year-old screenwriter, and I'm going to tell you the way it is. And mm-hmm. But it's good. It, it's it's well acted. It's, it's well told. I just... I just that story didn't speak to me like a lot of high school movies do for some reason. Um, for, because for some reason in my head, I'm still in high school. Like high school was six months ago. I don't know why. It's weird. Hmm. You have time dementia. <laughs> I do. I have, the, I have the time dementia. Yeah. Um, so then uh, just on almost accident, I threw in a movie where I was just like, this is going to suck. Let me just see how bad this sucks five minutes in and I'll toss it. Uh, I watched band slam. What? Band Slam. What is a, what is a band slam? Band Slam is a high school movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when we had bands, um, there are some kids who, uh, at their high school, are in a band and they uh, slam. Are, they're in a competition called Band Slam, uh, competing to be the best band in whatever New Jersey area this is, or whatever the hell. It starts out real bad. It starts out like, oh, this is trash. This is this is one of those bad things that no one wants, and then it becomes really good. Like somehow this movie becomes really good. It is really charming and and great. Mm. Um, it, it it's it's the kind of movie that when I'm going out just looking for things like I've never heard of this, you know, and this has people in it. Maybe I'll give that a shot. This is what I'm looking for. Like this was a true like hidden gem kind of like this is really great. And no one talks about this movie and. Then I tried to figure out why no one talks about it. And it's because they advertised it like a high school musical kind of thing because it was came out right around the time that movie was popular. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. It's not that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of more relevant today because Vanessa Hudgens is in it and she just <laughs> lost her fucking mind on the Internet yesterday. And so, uh, yeah, see it for that. <laughs> I guess. But was Josh Hutcherson in it no, too? No, there's no Josh Hutcherson. Just Vanessa Hudgens? <laughs> yeah, just, just Vanessa Hutchins. Hutchins. That's yeah. too bad. Lisa Kudrow's in it also. Oh, Lisa Kudrow. Uh-huh, yeah. That, that doesn't work with that voice. <laughs> what about if I say Phoebe Buffay? <laughs> yes, that, then, then correct. Okay, thanks. So anyway, uh, watch Band Slam. It's good. Okay. It's, it's, is, it sort of, it, is, is it anywhere, like, fired up? Was it way better than it had any right to be? 
it's, but fired up is also kind of a parody but also like a real movie in and of itself this movie sneaks up on you in a different way okay. than fired up does but it's the same kind of like oh wait no this is good mm-hmm. uh it, it they both start in that way of just like eh, this sucks and then it just kind of creeps up on you it's like no wait i give a shit like this is okay hmm. you're doing good things here um fired up was just gross it was just like this is a gross movie about gross people but wait no they're really clever mm-hmm. and they've stopped being terrible so i'm on their side now <laughs> Uh, Band Slam is just about kids who are, you know, none of them are exclusively terrible, but it avoids a lot of trappings that a lot of high school movies do. I'll say that. Okay. So. Band Slam. Mm-hmm. Band Slam. Band Slam. Band Slam? Band Slam. Do any band bands slam. get slammed? Da, da, da. Kind of. Okay. There, well, some, then I might watch it. I, I promise not all of my things are meh or mediocre, but I'm going to go ahead and get the meh, mediocre one out of the way so I can end on a one I actually really liked. Okay. Um, I watched uh, 2019's uh, Charlie's Angels right. reboot, oh, re-continuation that... thing. Re-continuation. I, well, okay. It, it's <laughs> it's in the same universe as the McG ones. Okay. Like, it, it does not say those did not exist. Okay. They, they This is just a new team with a... Basically, yeah. Um... Because, yeah, they, they straight up, like, show footage of the, the 90s Charlie's or 2000s Charlie's 2000s, Angels. Yeah, yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the super bit. Yeah. <laughs> DVDs. Just, here's the thing. Like, I can't I can't explain why this movie is so mediocre. Like, it's it's I can't point to any one thing and be like, yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, I mean. It's it's just it's kind of a culmination. Like the fight scenes are filmed rather poorly, um, and dialogue is dreadful. I mean, it's like it's it's clunky and like not realistic at all between people. And whatever they told Kristen Stewart to do is really weird. It's like it's somewhere between Manic Pixie Dream Girl and like Rebel Girl. Like it, and it never lands on. It's like I'm the one who doesn't play by the rules, but also like we. I'm over here, and, and also like I, it's it's just bizarre. Like the way that like what they told her to do. Okay, it, it's just it's the strangest performance. Hmm. Um, it's not awful. Like it it is watchable. It's just like it's just absolutely mediocre. Like okay. I, it's, that's the only way I can describe it. Sounds great. Like, I mean, I, I think I might watch another one if they attempted it with this group just because maybe they learned something and, and how to do it better. Because I, I, I kind of see potential there. Like, Kristen Stewart or whatever she's doing. It, it's funny because, like, she's ostensibly, like, the biggest actress in that group mm-hmm. um, because you got uh, Naomi Scott, who, you know, I'm going to have to start referring to her by name because it was just like, hey, she's the hot new Pink Ranger. Oh, hey, she's the hot new Princess Jasmine. And it's like, fine, okay, I learned your name. Third movie, got you now. Um, but, yeah, like, she's arrived. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I already forgot the... I, I literally had no idea who the third angel was, but she, like, the most likable, ass-kicking, cool one of them all. Okay. Like, it's weird. Like, it's... It's just strange. It's like they told Kristen Stewart to do whatever the hell she's doing. Mm-hmm. Naomi Scott is like the she's the one thing I do that find that's kind of interesting is like this one is kind of like a they're recruiting her. You know, she first is like someone they go to protect and they're like, hey, maybe you can be an angel. So you kind of get that like, what does it take to get into this world of this super secret angels club thing and that there's Bosleys all over the world and whatnot. 
Um, yeah, the trailer did hint there are many Bosleys. Yes, they, they're, <laughs> Bosley is just a title. Of Who's the Bosley in this one? Elizabeth Banks. She's, okay. She directed it. But also... Yeah. But Patrick Stewart. But also Patrick also Stewart. <laughs> yes, but also Jivan Hunsu is another Bosley. Sure. So okay. there's, there's, Wait, this isn't a, a, a historical fantasy or dragon movie? What's he doing? I it? don't know. <laughs> he's, just, he's just being a Bosley. Okay, great. But yeah, so I, I like that aspect <laughs> of like, you know, so so it, it makes sense for like her to be kind of like, oh, God, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, because I haven't had proper training. I probably shouldn't be here. But it's like the, the only one that's like, oh, OK, I believe that you are an elite super agent who can kick ass is the is the one girl I can't remember her name because I've never seen her in anything. I right. should probably look it up. But uh-huh. I'm just talking. And so her name reason. is Jaimon Hansu. I, that's, that's not it. <laughs> no, well, he plays Bosley. Maybe yeah. I should. Idris Elba. Uh, it's not him either. I assure you. Mm. He's sick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I literally had like no reference to anything she'd been in. That's why I'm just like, name is completely blank. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just, it's it's just mediocre in a way that it was like, it's not even like good popcorn fare. I mean, if you're for some reason invested in the Charlie's Angels verse, if you will. And you should be. I guess. I mean, I, look, I, I, will, I will unapologetically say I like that first movie. I, I like I, it. I like, I like that first movie a lot. I think Full Throttle is fucking atrocious. Like it, it doubles down on everything that was not good about the first one. Yeah. And it's and it's it's like a it's like a Michael Bay sequel. If someone just said, "Hey, Michael Bay, we want you to put more of what you like and not what people liked," that's what Full Throttle is like. Mm-hmm. It's like it it it's just got all of the cringeworthy like things that McGee thought he was going to be hot shit for doing. Right. Just doubled down on, and it's like, okay, this this one hundred percent does not work. And it has Bruce Willis. And sure, there's that too. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not the worst thing you'll ever watch, and I actually would watch another sequel with this team because hopefully they learn some better filmmaking stuff well they're not making another one no it, it did horribly it did poorly it, okay yeah yeah this is they will reboot it like they rebooted ghostbusters yeah well i i the common theme here and what i was going to say is like for me these are the kind of movies like you you're talking about like watching high, high school movies like some kind of comfort zone mm-hmm. thing i will either revisit movies i've seen a bunch of times that's what i do or I'll just watch something that I kind of have a suspicion is just going to be a true popcorn flick when I'm in times like this where it's just like, like, I really, really, really want to watch 1917. You know, like it's been, I have not hit play on it yet because I'm in this mental state where it's just like, just give me fluff. Right. That's all I want right now. Mm-hmm. I either want something I've seen a bunch of times or just fluff. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> Why I've made mm-hmm. these strange cinematic choices that I made. There are things I would much rather be watching, but I'm like, every time I go to play, I'm like, not right now. I will probably have to think about this and try to study it like a film and not just like yeah. sit there and not eat popcorn while I watch these popcorn movies. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I saved a positive one for, for last. So I think you have more, right? I do. Okay. I have a very positive one. Uh, I rewatched Kubo and the two strings. Don't know what made prompted me to do that. I think maybe some people were talking about it on Twitter or something. Yeah, but I was that's like, "That's exactly what it was." <laughs> I need to watch that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still a fantastic movie. Like one of those few movies I feel like I could recommend to literally anyone. You know, because some movies are like, "Ah, uh, yeah, you might like it." You know, it's like, no, I feel like that one I could give it to anybody and be like, "All right, either you're going to enjoy how this looks because it's an absolutely gorgeous movie, or you know, it's going to hit you in the right spot." And yeah, it's just front to back the fantastic movie hmm. with a tremendous soundtrack <laughs> and uh yeah just one of those movies i feel like it gets me and it puts me in a sad but good mood by the end of it uh yeah. i will 
step aside. This is not a, ma- a major review. It's just I decided to rewatch. My rewatch thing was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yeah, I hadn't watched Talking it. about gorgeous movies. Well, I hadn't watched it since it, since my theater experience, yeah. and I'm now realizing like it took. Again, I have to do this non spoilery. It took until a major character reveal. Fuck, have you, have you seen a trailer? Harrison Ford shows up in the movie. If you didn't know, he's on <gasps> the fucking poster and everything. What? But it's it's late in the movie. Yeah, he's so it's so far into the yeah, movie before so, he shows up. It was about that time where I realized that I remember now, like, I, I liked Blade Runner 2049. I just remember, like, coming out of it going, like, what was wrong with me or it? And now I'm remembering that movie, uh, that movie, Return of the King, me, because that movie feels like it's going to end about 10 times. And I had to piss like a motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, I was sitting there watching some of the final scenes of that movie, and there's a very long drawn out slow protracted thing that yeah. happens and i just remember sitting there going fucking end yeah. <laughs> i gotta piss so bad fucking end please you yeah know? it's like return of the king you're crying not yeah. because it's sad but because you have to piss so bad yeah. and you're trying to hold yeah, it you're so just hard. like your body is like this is the end of the movie it is coming up now any minute now yeah. let me start the juices of flowing <laughs> no yeah leave your juices alone <laughs> but no in sitting there in the comfort of being able to pause and go whatever i wanted I enjoyed the last 30 minutes of that movie a lot more this time. Sure, I bet. Yeah, bladder I was think so. A, yeah, it was no Bladder Runner no, no 2049. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Th- the only other thought I have about it is, like, that is such a... It's such a strange and wonderful thing because it's both respectful to the original and also has its its own complete, totally different vision. Yes. I think that's what's really interesting about it. It's like, yeah, I can see in 20 years or so timeline wise or 30 years, I guess from the timeline wise, like, yeah, I can see like, this is where the world would have gone, you know, but you still have like the advertise full giant advertising, something Mm -hmm. on holograms now. And it's like, it's, it's just very respectful. And it's like, I like that the soundtrack begins with like, kind of like a, a Vangelis or Vangelis, uh, Vangelis, uh, ripoff thing. And then just morphs into its own weird, like, I don't even I don't know what the right word is. It's just like it's got that disturbing like you know, like kind of soundtrack like through throughout parts of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like that ominous like thing, almost a Hans Zimmer esque thing. Who did that one? I don't know. For all, for all I know it could be Hans Zimmer. I don't yeah. know. I'm looking it up now. Okay. Because I'm kinda curious now. Cause like Tron was Daft Punk. <laughs> Cause I was about to say it was Daft Punk, wasn't it? And I was like, no, that was that was Tron, Tron Legacy. Legacy. Guy the movie's been 10 years since Tron Legacy. Yeah, we were all so stoked. God, I wanted another one then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never did it, did they? But yeah, like I said, I no. just... <laughs> never, <laughs> never even planned for it, did nope. they? Nope. Yeah, I just... I. It was Hans Zimmer. It was? Okay. And that makes Benjamin sense. Walfish, Okay, whoever oh. that is. Well, I'm pretty sure Hans Zimmer was re- responsible for yeah. the... Wah, 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 so. It wasn't a wah. It was just like that. Oh. It's that, like, almost sounds like you're pull starting a, a violin <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like you know like that kind of like 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 you're like you're rubbing down the rigid you know coiled strings like okay. you always get that sure. right whatever it's it's got a funky thing and it's <laughs> actually ominous. the other guy's done a lot of movies so i don't know like how they split that up yeah don't know yeah maybe he was just the walk and something <laughs> Maybe. Let me tell you, let me come in and like uh, punch this up a little bit. You what you need here is a little bit more, mm-hmm. and a little yeah. bit more, and then you need some. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but no, it's 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 still a good movie. I I still I still think I have issues with it. Like I mm-hmm. mean, I still I still don't think it's is it's going to be as timeless as the original. But I still yeah. think it's a for what it is is it's a pretty fascinating and wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I should rewatch that. I got the time now, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was browsing through my 4K library, and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that, that would probably look good in Dolby Vision. I bet it did. So I have one last full movie. Does anyone else have? I do. Okay, there you I go. Have one. go. Uh, this is from a couple weeks ago, but uh, the discourse fell on Ocean's 12, oh. and some group of fucking idiots claiming that the Julia Roberts, Bruce Willis scene is the best scene of Ocean's 12. I watched the entire movie and I can tell you that they are a hundred percent scientifically unequivocally <laughs> wrong. There's nothing redeeming about that scene no. whatsoever. It's not even the best scene in the movie. I mean, like even if that scene wasn't one of the most hated things in a, in a major motion picture ever, yeah. then there are better scenes in its own movie that yeah. it contains like legit good filmmaking things. Yeah. And I'm sure you're about to tell us about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that movie is weird in that like, you know, oceans 11 is like a, like one of those movies. I would say that is a perfect movie. Like you can look at any scene and you go, I can't change anything. I can't see how you could make any of this better. I mean, it's not like it has any deeper meaning. Mm-mm. It is just like a fucking machine of perfect crowd pleasing movie making. But even like keeping it, I don't know. Like I, at this point in time, I never understand if I'm calling something subtle when it's actually subtle or if it's just subtle, if you're a fucking idiot, like, because like, like, I mean, to me, there's two different kinds of subtle. Cause yeah. I will sometimes point out something like, oh yeah, when this happened and someone's like, I didn't get that at all. And it's like, it was fucking right there in yeah. like pretty fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. But like the thing about that kills me in Ocean's Eleven is the, the Greyhound dog. The CGI Greyhound dog that just comes in so far behind every of all the other dogs, just pointing out mm-hmm. how bad he lost. I mean, it's just like little things like that. Like, yeah. you don't have to say it. It's just there. He has the frump. He goes, because eh, the dog <laughs> finishes like a whole fucking half lap behind the other ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's little things like mm-hmm. that that are brilliant to me about this. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like Ocean's Eleven is a perfect crowd pleasing movie. Like another one that I can, ba- I can basically say like, I could recommend that to just about anybody. And I... I'm 99.9% sure they're going to have a good time with it. Ocean's 12 is very different in structure in that the entire movie is a con on the audience. Like literally nothing that happens that you see in that movie actually happens the way it's depicted on screen until it's shown later. Every like none of the heists actually happen on screen. All of them are, they get there and it's like, Nope, things already stolen or, you know, and then it suddenly let's hit to recap, which that one has an amazing smash cut from them starting the one heist to suddenly it's the next morning. And God, it's so good. Like this one is where Soderbergh basically had enough clout to go. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want here and I don't care. And they're not going to get to edit it on me. So he's throwing in like French new wave shit all over the place. <laughs> he's everything. Like I just, I love all the filmmaking of this movie. But it's not the crowd pleaser that the first one is. And I think that's why it suffers. And it also has all these huge stars that kind of like Clooney barely does anything in this movie. Like it's all like he has almost no role in anything that actually happens in the movie. But every heist that happens is recapped later in montage for one. And for two, none of them happen the way they said they happened. And three, 
they sidelined so many people so quickly because it was adapted from a screenplay that I think was going to be like, God, I want to say it was like a Once a Thief sequel or something for John Woo or something like that, where it was like, okay, it's single protagonist, that sort of thing. And then they're like, no, let's just adapt it to Ocean's Guys. So, you know, you got guys like Bernie Mac, who did he do anything in that movie? No, I don't think he did. <laughs> you know, um, but the soundtrack's the best out of all those movies, by the way. Hmm. Like, you can just listen to uh, the tracks called 72904 Day Of, and you can tell just by listening to that, you can, like, see the moments where things all go completely wrong just by the soundtrack. Like, it's such a... It's hard to describe this way, but it's like a descriptive soundtrack for what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, like... I think there's a ton to like in that movie, but you really have to be on its wavelength. And I know like walking out of the theater, I was not. And I think a huge part of that is that Bruce Willis scene because a, it doesn't do anything for the movie. It doesn't advance anything. It doesn't make anything happen. It just exists to be wacky and like give inside Hollywood jokes. Cause Oh, they mentioned Julia Roberts publicist by name. Like who cares? Who fucking cares? Like, if this, so if it's just a five minutes of just cringing and going, no, just end, just stop, please. This is painful. It feels like something they made up on the set. Yeah. Like, wouldn't this be funny? Yeah. No. And it's <laughs> no, not the no, at it's, all. No, it is so bad. Yeah. And I mean, like, and it's overacted in the worst ways by everyone involved in it. It's just, it's, yeah, it, it's a terrible scene in a movie that otherwise I think is actually really good (laughs) like it's kind of one of those things that caters to my my weird tastes in things where it's just like all right just experiment with this like do these weird zooms show a plane landing sideways you know all that sort of shit and yeah i can say i can recommend the hell out of that movie and it's i need to watch oceans 13 again but i seem to remember it being like a course correction to all right let's just do a straight heist movie and they kind of do it and it's just kind of average it doesn't really capture the magic of that first one at all. Cause it's like, yeah, we're here again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We got two more this time. Yeah. We're back in Vegas checking it out. You know, like Al Pacino's here now. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's, I, I want to watch it again to see if there's like any little fun touches in it, but I just suspect that there aren't, but I will defend that movie. And I'll just say like, when you hit the Julie Roberts scene, just skip it. And yeah. it's a much better movie. Cause it really comes really at a really bad time in the movie too. Cause it's like basically where it transitions from the second to the third act. So it's like, this is where all the momentum should be going. And it's like, Nope, we're going to slam you in a brick wall for five minutes. So skip it. Just know what they're doing. Doesn't work. And they all end up in jail. Then you can move on from there. <laughs> well, I got one more movie. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I watched Jumanji, the next level, the sequel to the sequel of Jumanji. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The third Jumanji. I should watch that first one at some point. Yeah. I, they can make these movies for as long as they want to keep making these movies. Like there, there is something happening in these that so many other adventure things just don't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about every Pirates of the Caribbean sequel after the first one just immediately comes to mind where they are just this mishmash of set pieces and, it's like they wrote the script based on set pieces and forgot to write the script. Right. And this is like they wrote a script and then we're like, yeah, but maybe they should be doing something here. And like, <laughs> we'll think about a set piece then. Cause like the set pieces are never 
the focus of this movie. It is always the actors doing funny things and being different people and being in different people's bodies. And this one just doubles down on that by swapping out people you think are going to get back in the same quote unquote avatar as they did last time. And Mm -hmm. and it's not Um, because I mean, spoilers if you saw a trailer, but I mean, I think it was pretty clear in the trailer that they were, they were going to add this component into it. But like um, the man, the main character, um, fuck uh the rock yeah the rocks the (laughs) rocks real kid um like the the kid who's actually like inside the rock son of the rock yeah it's it starts with s i just out of my fucking head it doesn't matter spencer spencer his name is spencer doesn't spencer the rock spencer the rock um his grandfather's in it played by danny devito and and danny devito's friend danny glover was also in the room so gets sucked into the game too Mm -hmm. and it is endlessly entertaining because Danny Glover goes into Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart is just doing a Danny Glover impression <laughs> for most of the entire movie. And it's glorious. <laughs> it, was, it never got old, even for a millisecond. Okay. It is just, it's a real good thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't enjoy the rock Danny DeVito as much because spoiler, that's where Danny DeVito goes. Mm. Um, that was okay. I, like for a couple, for a couple moments, I will say like, did they dub the rock or did the rock actually do that? Cause there's a couple times it's like he sounds so much like him that I was like, did they just actually insert Danny DeVito's voice or can The Rock actually do that? Mm. I don't know. Rock's pretty talented. He is pretty talented, yeah. He can go, ha. Yeah, yeah <laughs> lots a of lot. laughs. Um But yeah, I mean, this movie had like everything in a movie like this I want, and and, and including surprise Aquafina, which I am becoming a fan. She's fucking great in everything I've seen her in. And it's pretty good. Yeah, she becomes Danny DeVito at some point because they, they also introduced this whole like they can swap bodies while they're in the game thing so that gets oh. crazy for a moment but yeah it's it's just fun i mean i enjoyed the first the hell out of the first one and this one's just as equally fun yeah i didn't yeah. realize jake kasdan made those yeah these are solid movies like yeah. I, yeah. these are just surprisingly fun solid movies and and i will go on record i don't care who hates me i don't care based on my age the first jumanji sucks it does it's terrible it's, <laughs> it's a bad fucking movie it's garbage yeah <laughs> yeah but i watched it on cable 50 times and i disagree with you Whatever. We were the wrong age. We were too old for it. Yeah. It didn't hit me. It never worked. I Every saw it, I saw it in, in the that theater is CG with, and it sucks. Yeah. I saw it in the theater with my girlfriend at the time and I could not tell you a single thing about that it's, movie except Robin Williams is in it. I don't yeah. even know if he has kids. He has kids, right? Sure. Do the kids go in it? Who well, are no, the kids? No one goes into Jumanji in that. It's like he Jumanji comes out of it. Jumanji all, comes out of it. They all the, vomit out of it. Yeah. It's uh, just like, oh no, CG animals are here. Run. Yeah, because was it Robin Williams was like stuck in there since he was a kid? Yeah, I, yeah he got stuck like in there because he's like, mm-hmm. what year is it? Yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the whole original Jumanji is like the game comes alive into the real world. This is like you get sucked into Jumanji land. Mm. And <laughs> that's it, better. I don't know. It's just it's yes. it's fun. Like, I, I, yeah, I would not. You can't go watch the sequel without having seen the first one. It is pretty much a direct like you need to know. None of this would work unless you know these characters and the dynamics and stuff. But yeah, I'm. I'm in like I make more of these movies. I'm totally fine with it. They seem to be able to crank it out real quick. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like I still feel like they started making jungle cruise five years ago. And since then they've, he's made two Jumanji movies and, uh, San Andreas and mm-hmm. skyscraper so and they're making San Andreas yeah. too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just feel <laughs> like, he, okay. I, I just, I I don't know. These seem like they just go to the jungle and they just do some jokes and then it's like, all right, we got a Jumanji movie. Let's go. Yeah. And I I guess part of it is because they don't have to film all of them all the time because they've got stuff with the kids and the the other scenes, the outside Mm -hmm. of Jumanji stuff that they can... Yeah, or maybe he's just an actual talented director who knows how to coordinate. And those movies both made like a billion dollars, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying like for all of these it's, adventure things that have tried to be fun over the years don't have what this has and they can keep making them for as long as they want. To. They're weird in that. I feel like at least like on Twitter or film Twitter or whatever, like nobody ever talks about them. They made like a billion dollars and nobody ever says a fucking word about it. I mean, they're not masterpieces, but for for family, like, okay, so we watched like both of those Journey movies. Yes. Like Journey and Journey. Yeah. I missed both of those. Those are fine as well. But these are like, I mean, if you want to compare against Pirates and all these other things that have had a bajillion movies, these are so much better. I mean, true film snobs will still be like, it's stupid and thing. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. It's not a fucking film. It's not saying anything, but. Well, you want to talk like these are fucking ultimate popcorn movies in my mind. This Jumanji made eight hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, they'll make another one. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm fine with it. Just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Rock and Kevin Hart's chemistry will always be fun. I mean, even when they're not like being antagonistic, it's just like the two of them on screen. It's just they recipe are for magic. Good in whatever that other movie is they made Central, Central Intelligence. Intelligence. Yes, yeah. that movie is way better than it should be because yeah. you look at that and you go, uh. <laughs> premise boo. i mean this is this i will say like this was the first one where i was like now jack black feels like the outlier like i feel like yeah. i feel like the other three work together so much better and it's just like i get the feeling somehow that it's like he's on set thinking he's as big or bigger than the other two and it's like you're really not like you made you made some popular movies a lot of flops and you're not the fucking rocker kevin hart when it comes to like a box office draw <laughs> that's for damn sure he does seem like maybe he's playing out a contract or something sure. like we just got to put jack black in some things he doesn't I mean, he's fine it's just sure. like yeah you know, it's just like i i think it worked better in the last one when he was the girl you know the the quote-unquote cheerleader girl <laughs> right you know he just walked around like i'm the fat guy oh my god <laughs> you know that, that worked better than this one sort of okay this one is like borderline offensive from time to time oh good <laughs> i'm just i mean not really it's just it's like mm, great i'm i'm so much on more on board with the other people doing their things than you doing what you're doing right now just because you have black in your name doesn't mean you're allowed to do some of the things you're doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still fun. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll need to watch those too. They're both, they're both fun. I like those people in them. Mm-hmm. So I should watch them. Well, you've got plenty of time. I've when you're got not, the time, don't when I? When you're not playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cram uh, for the second half. I, for next I, week I do appreciate like I I don't think it felt like I don't think it was one of those things they added in after the fact. I think they just were self-aware from the get go that I, I love in the first one that like immediately all it took was the first fucking poster to come out and people were on that like Jurassic World like why the fuck is she dressed like that in the jungle like you know and then like the first time she shows like Karen Gillan shows up and it, it's like let's address that because mm-hmm. yes you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, it's a video game. Like, this is what people. Men, yeah, she's men, basically men, wearing the Tomb Raider outfit. Yeah, this is what mm-hmm. male programmers do. Yeah. Yep. And they were basically just like, yeah, let's nip that in the bud. And they're like, yes, it's happening, but also this is why. Move on. Mm-hmm. I got one other thing. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, I listened to our podcast on Tammy and the T Rex mm. from eight years ago. Oh, yeah. How much did we suck then? You can't. Uh, we we go on for a very long time about tweeting Paul Walker. <laughs> we were very time. excited. We were incredibly excited about tweeting Paul. And then we Paul fucked Walker. it up. And, yeah. well, nope. Because no, we tweeted the wrong Paul Walker. His, no, that was his official account. Oh, was it? Back oh. then. We, we ver- It said verified official account. Back whatever. Then. So whatever. Either way. <laughs> honestly, the recap's almost the same. Yeah. Apparently, it's just like whenever there was gore, they just cut away from it. Hmm. And I guess he didn't kill as many people at the party. Okay. Because otherwise, like, everything else that's in that movie was there. So it really did make me want to watch the original cut. 
just to see what the difference was. Because mm-hmm. from all our descriptions, it's like, yeah, everything's pretty much the same. Except the lady at the end doesn't get intestines spit on her. She just runs away. That's what I figured. Yeah. And there's a few things we didn't talk about. Like we talked about in that one, like a lot, the the T-Rex picking up the mirror and looking at himself. Chuck mentioned that was his favorite scene in the movie. We didn't even bring it up the second yeah, time. No. And then when she's running, when uh, <laughs> when Helga is running away from the barn at the end, mm-hmm. like trying to hike her skirt back down as she's running. Yeah. We, we were like focused on that in the first one because I think it just basically cuts from him like knocking Bernie over. Mm-hmm to her running out. And I think that's why we're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Whereas, you know, in, in the cut we watch, it's like, no, she gets intestines spin on her face. That's why she's running away. And yes. I don't know why her, her skirts hiked all the way up. And right. this actress is like trying to hike it down as she's running away. Yeah. Which is almost like, yeah, did, why'd you use that take? Didn't have another Unless one. some guy was like, butts. Could have been which butts. Which is probably it. Yeah. But anyway, I listened to it so you don't have to. <laughs> okay. But cool. no, we were we were still funny back then. Oh, okay, we we're all right. Great, yeah, yeah. We weren't as jaded and cynical. We lived in a much nicer, better world. Everything was kind of okay then. We lived in a society. Yep. Not anymore. No. It's all toilet paper and uh, eggs. Eggs. Yeah. All the eggs are gone. Why the all the eggs? I don't understand. Like. I don't know. Do they just think there's going to be like the chickens are going to catch coronavirus or something? Like, no, they get a pox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, bird flu could come back. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, we're all still alive for now. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who need something to do, we have 501 episodes now. <laughs> you could go back and listen to any one of those episodes on our website, yeah. bmfcast.com. Plus 100 something extra episodes. Plus 100 something Plus extra spoiler episodes. casts. Specials. Specials. God, there's a lot of stuff. So much content. Holy fuck. What are we doing? Mm. Or you could go watch 340 episodes that we've live streamed at youtube.com slash bmfcast. Any number of things to, uh, you know, to get you by in these trying times while you're working from home trying to ignore your dog who won't stop barking. Um, Agreed. (laughs) Or whatever. And, you know, if you haven't been laid off and you have a spare dollar a month to throw our way... Uh, to help pay for our hosting and all of our equipment and such, uh, you could go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and get like 10,000 hours more content, which you could probably never, ever listen to before we all die of this horrific disease. But um, you should try. But you could try. You could try. <laughs> and we would encourage you to do that. We would. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't encourage trying to listen to all of us. I, I encourage uh, paying to listen to oh, extra okay. stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. That I encourage. You yeah. should pay and then listen to what you paid for. Right. And then when you're done with all that, you can give us a call uh, on a telephone line. Uh, those may still exist uh, by the airing of this podcast. 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105569263. That's the Garfield phone, the Banffcast hotline. Um, just wander on down to the sewer tunnels and give us a call. <laughs> right. Pick up your nearest uh, post-apocalyptic frozen wasteland hellscape mm-hmm. yep. payphone. Get, get your tits mm-hmm. out and pick up the phone. <laughs> that, uh, used to be Already I done, Chuck. Um, <laughs> but I think that's all the things. You can also email us at bmf at bmfcast.com and mm-hmm. that's it. Stay safe out there. Wash your fucking hands. We'll wash your fucking mouths and we'll yeah. all be safe. Socially distance yourself. As if you haven't already. Like we're doing. Well, mm. yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we're we're almost six feet apart here. Mm. 
Not really. Mackie and I, maybe. No, not even. Whatever. We're all going to die anyway. doesn't matter. We're fine. Who cares? It doesn't affect podcasters. It's not like I got to go to work anymore. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Ever. Well, on that positive, bright, and cheerful (laughs) note. Donate to the Patreon. I'm begging you. (laughs) Yes. Give to Tiny Tim over here. and, Mm -hmm. And coronavirus blesses all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Tiny Tim Mac. No, please do not bless us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. Banff.